So hello, welcome to episode four of the podcast. I know it's gone by really quickly. I cannot believe we're already on episode four. When I first started this podcast series, I was like, I'll give it a go on episode one, but now we're on episode four. I think it's crazy, but let's talk about what we're going to talk about today, the topic. So the topic of today is why I don't always love accommodations. Now, when I first wrote this, I thought, are people going to think I'm on about accommodations with houses? But just to clarify, I mean accommodation such as support, so a one-to-one in class, having support getting a job, maybe at the job centre, maybe just having support of parents and I'm going to talk about my own experiences, the pros and the cons, why essentially I don't love it all the time but I know it's essential. Now I just want to give a disclaimer here that these are my own experiences and not everyone's going to feel the same. You may disagree with me, you may agree with me, that is perfectly fine and valid. I just wanted to put my opinion out there just to get a bit of diversity. So starting off, we're going to be looking at the pros. So when I was younger, I needed a lot of support, especially in the younger years from ages around three or four to about 14. They were the main elements where my slow processing came into key where that was really bad. I was clumsy. I would spill food on myself I couldn't process information properly in class so they were the main elements areas of my life which took place. When I became older I found that my support needs became less predictable so I may find a task overwhelming at first and look like I need support because I'm not processing it properly but then 10 seconds later I'm fine processing it or it could be the opposite way around where I look fine but I'm struggling to process it and that's where my autism comes in and it doesn't mix very well with dyspraxia because the dyspraxia gives me the difficulties the autism gives me the masking and it was very unpredictable at the time it put me in a really difficult position because I couldn't just tell my assistant to go away because I knew I needed her but at the same time I also felt it was difficult for her to stay because she assumed that I wanted unlimited help which I did need help but not all the time. So the first thing I've written down is establish your needs and the best way to communicate them. So when I was in school and college what I would do with my one-to-one is We'd sit down and we'd establish whether I was slow processing, whether I needed extra time in exams, what the things I was good at, what the things I was bad at. And occasionally this wouldn't work because I'd mask and I wouldn't want to seem like I was stupid, even though looking back, it doesn't really matter because they're there to support you. But Overall, I feel like this was a really useful thing to do. I feel like, especially in exams, if I didn't have the extra time and the support, I wouldn't have succeeded. I physically wouldn't have got 
the questions done in time because of my slow processing. I may have fumbled around. I I I don't know what would have happened, but I feel like I just wouldn't be successful. Another pro I found with having assistance, whether that's in school, university, or just someone to be there for you, is they're always on hand. Maybe not 24-7, but the majority of the time they're always there. I've had teachers come to me and say, if you need a hand, anything, even if it's outside the lesson, just give me an email, or if you'd like a little bit of a chat to just process information. I found that really useful. There's been many times where I've been at a lost end and I'm not sure what to do and I've not wanted to go to my parents because I feel like they they might not understand, but I feel like talking to someone different could help. And that's a positive which I've really relied on and it's been a godsend in many ways. The next positive which I've written down is receiving tailored support to your needs compared to the rest of the class. So if you're a teacher, you may be given generalised support. You might have a time to go around each member of student and help them out, but it won't be specified towards that student. It will just be generalised. I feel especially talking about before on the other point where you can talk about your needs in detail this leads on to looking at tailored support in class yes they may not know everything about the subject but they're learning just like you and because their mind works different they can process information better they can they can relay it back to you you can just work and refine stuff Most of the time when I feel like I need support, this technique works really well and I'm really thankful for it. And the final positive which I've written down, which is actually one of my favourites, is getting free software from universities, colleges or the government if you're on certain schemes to get support. Now, for me, in my university we got a dictaphone, a laptop and I think other students got this but we got free softwares to whatever course we were doing with extra material on them which for me really helped. I'm a bit 50-50 on watching pre-recorded content. I love, I love going to the lectures and getting all the information there, seeing people in person and it really just brings my endorphins up, it makes me more proactive, makes me more with it. However, having something where I can access it at any point, it's always going to be there. It's separate to the lecture but still sort of related. I just really love it. So I'm going to take a short break right now when next after the break we're going to be looking at the cons. And when I say cons, it's not really cons, but elements where I feel like I don't need the support all the time. But for me personally, I really struggle to vocalise it. So I'm back. So now I'm going to be looking at the cons of having support. 
I feel a little bit mean saying cons because it isn't really cons. It's elements where I don't need it, but I don't have the confidence to say it. More like that, if you get what I mean. So the first thing that I've written down is sometimes the support isn't always there. Now, I know a lot of the time it is out of our control. For example, if the support is busy or if it's a day when no one is available. But sometimes to me, when the support isn't there, it's when I need them the most. And when they are there, it's when I don't need them at all. So I suppose that's a con it's not something where you can control it but I just thought I'd write it down the next thing I've written down is having delayed processing and wanting to be independent so on the outside it looks like I don't have a clue what's going on because at that moment I honestly don't have a clue what's going on because of my delayed processing but once it clicks I'm already in the thick of getting support and I look like a hypocrite if I say I don't want it anymore. I know it probably doesn't look like I'm being a hypocrite because if I explain that it was just a delayed processing but I've had it on the exterior where teachers think that I just want so much support for my TA and I can't be independent but it's not the case all the time and I know they're doing it out of the kindness of their heart but it's just my stupid brain. (laughs) The next thing I've written down is sometimes your peers don't want to talk to you because you have a TA. Now, I know my peers would never say that to me. They are some of the nicest people, some of them, not all of them. Some of them aren't very nice, but most of them were the loveliest people ever. But they just didn't want to talk to me because there was an adult next to me and it felt like the adult was listening in and... I know the my TA one-to-one just wanted me to get on with work so they didn't want me talking because it would be a distraction and the last two things I've written down is people don't think you're capable of doing tasks or if people see you doing tasks they wonder why you have a one-to-one. This is something that I've seen in my peer group where I've done a task independently and my friends have said to me why do you need a TA, Athena? You are perfectly fine without one. I've seen you do your work. And I've had to explain to them that I have difficulty processing how I don't need a TA all the time, but they are very useful and I love having one. Going to university, I really got the full front of what it was like not to have a one-to-one as I've decided I didn't really want to have a one-to-one and it wasn't just that I wasn't provided with one I was provided with support but not a one-to-one and it was really different I noticed that I made more friends I I struggled with work but I had extra time and I got my teachers and my mum to help me but I tried to keep my disability away where not in the way of hiding it still 100% advocating for myself and letting people know that I have dyspraxia, I have autism, but not putting it on a pedestal where everyone can see me in class. And I found that it had a lot of positives. It definitely had some negatives, but I really enjoyed learning about independence and getting less support. 
but I know many people need the support and if you feel like you're at a stage where you need support you're definitely going to benefit from support I would 100% just take it in your stride and having support the only thing that comes from it is you grow and become a better person you grow in the skills you grow you just become a better person inside and out so I'm going to be taking another short break where next I'll be talking about the accommodations that I've made for myself outside of having support I'll see you then so I'm back so next I'm going to be talking about how I make accommodations for myself now these accommodations are different to school work more so in everyday life so the first accommodation which I make is wearing soundproof headphones now for Christmas I got soundproof headphones I know it's gonna sound weird because in the last couple of episodes I said I want to have soundproof headphones for Christmas but it's after Christmas they are amazing I wear them on the train I wear them going to bed it really just blocks out the noise which is very overwhelming and makes it very manageable which I absolutely love. I was on the train last week and I put my soundproof headphones on. I didn't listen to any music but I was just chilling and just before I was at my stop I went to take them off and the noise hit me like a ton of bricks. I didn't realise how loud the world is. I'm here in my little cocoon and the world's just loud. The next tip I want to mention is taking breaks. As a neurotypical, I really struggle processing information, feeling very overwhelmed at the smallest thing. So I really just need to take a lot of breaks, recharge my brain, maybe just go for a walk, just give myself some mental stimulation that is different to what I've been going through. That could even be just taking a nap or just lying down in my room, anything, even meditation. All of them things grouped together really help me. I think also going on from that, taking things easy, understanding that I am going to be slow. So give myself a little bit of extra time and understand that I have a time perception problem. I do think things, I do think things are going to take for ages when they don't. So understanding that I need to give myself extra, extra time. These are the accommodations which I try to help myself with. The last accommodation that I've got on my list is always give myself reminders. I've got an app on my phone called Reminders where I write down tasks that I want to do. I write down things that are going on. Then I give myself a timer on the reminder. Two days before the event, it pings up. And it just jogs my memory. And without the reminder app, I think I would be lost. I've had stuff going on where I haven't written down the reminders app and I've completely forgotten it. I'll give a pure example of two weeks ago, I had a meeting where it was to prep me for some skills I wanted to learn in Manchester. I wanted to learn the radio studio, but I needed to have a consultation beforehand to talk about it all. I didn't write down the meeting, so I never got to it. (laughs) But I managed to reschedule it and everything turned all right in the end. And I think worrying that stuff like this is going to happen jogs my memory. But 
having reminders helps it jog even more. So I think that's going to be the end of this episode, episode four. Wow, crazy. I really hope you enjoyed this podcast and loved learning about the pros and the cons. Like I mentioned beforehand, I would definitely say there are more pros to cons of getting support. For me, the cons are just me personally with my slow development, not vocalising. So it's more of a con for me, but definitely more positives than negatives. So I'll see you next week where I'm going to be having either another disability or self-improvement from my point of view on disabilities. So I'll see you next week in episode five. Bye.